You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And I want to talk to you tonight about a message that God gave me for you. In 1995, I started a ministry called Lionheart. Broke into revival and preached revivals all around the world in under the Lionheart banner. I'm excited about this night. <laughs> it's actually my California 501c3 is Lionheart. Yeah, so we're going to get right into this. Go ahead and have a seat. Let's, let's go and just jump right into this. I want you to turn. Thank you, worship team. That was so powerful. And can you just give all of your, all of your leaders just a big clap and a shout, just a wonderful <laughs> call in my friend for introducing me to you. I would have, I would have, I would have missed this whole event if Colin Witness said, bro, <laughs> you need to come down here. And I said, no, but he said, no, I don't care what you said. <laughs> He's a good friend. You guys love the word of God. I know you do. Let's, let's read a couple of things, and then we're just going to get right into it. Um, for 2, Samuel, 2 Samuel 23, verse 20. Thank you again for the, for the privilege of being able to share the word of God. 2, 2 Samuel 23, verse 20. Benaiah was the son of Jehoda, the son of a valiant man of Kabzeel, who had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. Someone say lion-like. It's important that you know there's a lion, lion heart and then there's a lion-like. In order for you to take down the lion-like, you must be a lion heart. And so this, this Benai, uh, he, he, he killed two lion-like heroes of Moab, and he also had gone down and killed a, a lion. A lion in the midst of a pit, on a snowy day. Now, if you can just imagine what kind of guy that is. It doesn't say whether he chased the lion into the pit or the lion chased him, but only one of them came crawling out. I want you to know a lion-hearted person is a lion-chasing, lion-killing, lion-destroying, because the Bible says there's one that's like a lion walking to and fro in the world trying to bring destruction. And God needs to raise up the lion-hearted in order to combat what the enemy is trying to do in the earth. Is there anyone lion-hearted in this room? <laughs> we're not there yet. We're about to get there, though. Watch. I mean, you guys are there, but we're about to get to where I really want to go. Verse 21, it says, and he killed an Egyptian, a spectacular man. I want you to see that word. He, he killed an Egyptian, and then it describes him as a spectacular. So this is more intense than the lion-hearted. This is more intense than the lion. He, this, was the, this is the spectacular. I want you to know this man was so spectacular. He went down and he said he, he came against a, a man, a, a spectacular man who had in his hand a, a staff, a spear, and he went down with a staff. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand and he went down to him with a staff and wrestled the spear out of his hand 
and he killed him with his own spear. Can I tell you about the lionhearted right now? The lionhearted may go down with something that's inferior, but will come out with something that's superior. You don't have to have all of the equipment when you're lionhearted. You don't have to have all of the stuff. Oh, come on, somebody. You may think, I don't have enough for what I'm being called to. I don't have enough to do what you're asking me to do. I don't have enough. I don't have a spear that matches his spear. But I'm here to tell you, if you have a lion heart, then God will send you down with a billy club. This, the thing about this, this, this thing is that the scripture really identifies him that he's carry, he carries down a billy club. Talking about bringing the wrong equipment. Is there anyone in this room you feel like you have a, the wrong equipment? If you feel like you have the wrong equipment, you are purposed by God to be a lion heart. If you feel like everything has been against you, you are perfect by God. And your purpose by God is to go down with the billy club that you have and manifest something that the world has never seen. God is not asking you to have a spear the same or this the same, but he's asking you to bring what you have in your hand and bring the right heart. Now you see this, this is very important that we, we think about this because he's, this is a spectacular man, which means he's, he's massive, he's giant, he's, he's not small, he's a massive man. And it says in another part of the scripture that he's carrying in his hand a spear like a weaver's beam. A weaver's beam is about 19 to 20 feet long. And it has on the head of it, the head, the, the tip of the spear is about 15 to 20 pounds of solid silver. Can you imagine now you're coming down the hill to fight someone who has a weaver's beam and 15 pounds, 20 pounds on the end of it with your billy club. Can I tell you what God's calling you into? Can I talk to someone about what God's calling you into? I don't, I don't want you to fall into the victim mindset. I don't want you to fall into woe is me. I don't have one like them. I want you to come with an understanding, but I do have the heart to win. I have the heart to overcome. I have the heart to dominate. I have the heart to be victorious. <laughs> and what I love the most is you think, I think to myself, this guy's coming down and he sees this guy with this weaver's beam. And he can reach him, and you show up with your billy club. How do you wrestle it out of his hands? Can I tell you what the enemy has in his hands is what you're going to use in the next season for your victory. The only reason you don't have the equipment is because it's in his hands. God didn't give it to you because he didn't give you that fight yet. We always win with what's in the enemy's hands. If it's in your hands, it's because it's the last fight you won. If it's in your hands, it's because it's the last fight you won. Now you go into another fight, not equipped for it, and you wrestle it. Someone say wrestle it. 
You wrestle it out of his hands. It's in his hands. Your breakthrough is in his hands. The calling of God is in his hands. The million dollars is in his hands. You've got to get it out of his hands. Well, if I can just get it in my hands and I'll get it out of his hands, you can't do that. You must go with what's in your hands and get it out of his hands. Man, I wish it was going to be easy. I wish it was going to be easy, but the Bible says it's a wrestle. Anyone willing to wrestle in this season? You've got to wrestle through some things that you... Now, can you imagine, Pastor, that all of a sudden you have to get out of this man's hands a spear that's 19 feet with 15 to 20 pounds on the end, and you have to, how do you even kill him with his own spear? Get it out of his hand, and then you have to, you've never even used it. <laughs> what are you on, pole vote? You, you haven't even used it. God's not asking you to be well-equipped just to get it and use it. Everybody's waiting for perfection to manifest the calling. But that's not my message. Verse 22. <laughs> These things Benaiah, the son of Jehoda, did and won a name among the three mighty men. I want to talk to you tonight about winning a name amongst, being named amongst the mighty. I want to talk to you about being named amongst the mighty. It's something that you need to desire. It's not enough for you to do a lot of great feats because great feats will lose some, some passion. But if you want to be named amongst the great, why do I come down here? It's because I see what God's doing. And I say, my name's going to be around here. The most important part for him was not just that he tore, he tore a lion apart and that he wrestled out of the hand of an enemy something and killed him with it. That wasn't important to him. But his whole goal was to be named amongst. I want to win a name amongst the mighty. I'm here to talk to people that would say, I want to win a name amongst the mighty. Because you can't be a lionheart unless you want to win a name amongst the mighty. The lionheart are not just trying to do feats. They're trying to position themselves. The Bible says that we, since we have this great cloud of witnesses, let us therefore cast off every weight. Come on, someone. Every, now I'm going to preach and you guys are going to have to start stirring up a little bit. You have to start stirring up because I'm, I'm just warming you up. Every, every weight that easily besets us, every sin that is holding you back from being exactly who God called you to be. 
You know what's interesting? is It's an easy weight. It's a weight that easily besets you. How, do you. how do you identify that? Where's your mediocrity? Identify your mediocre place. Okay, well... Are we talking to warriors and are we talking to war? Are we are we talking to warriors? Are we talking to warriors in Lionheart? Because if you're a warrior in Lionheart, you're here to win. And I'm not gonna allow mediocrity to hold me back from my winnings. I'm not gonna allow it to hold me back from my winnings. I'm not gonna allow it to hold me back from who I'm called to be. I'm not gonna allow it from manifesting the goodness of God in my life. Easily, easily distracted. Easily distracted. Easily quitting. Easily moved and angered. Easily offended. I got that from Colin just now, so I just. <laughs> See, those are the weights. Those are the weights. We're all thinking, well, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop doing. No, those are not the weights that are going to hold you back unless they lead you into something else. The realization is your emotional, the lack of emotional control. See, the realization is that when we, we are men, we're lying hard. We're the, we need to know that when I stand here, everything changes. Everything changes. So I need to set aside anything that distracts me from my position. Anything that's a distraction from the fullness of winning. He says, set aside, and so that you can, with endurance. What is the mediocrity trying to do? It's trying to steal my endurance. Because the, the, the fight that wins is an enduring fight. When I was pastoring here in, before, I, I'm in what, 90, no, 2003, I moved from here to, to, to Seattle. Right before I was called to leave, the Lord, the Lord said, I need you to leave. I said, but I want to break it open in San Diego. I said, what will it take to break open San Diego? He said one word, and I knew I didn't have it then. He said, faithfulness. When I see Pastor Jurgen, when I see you, when I see you guys, I see faithfulness. That's why God's given you this. That's why God's giving you this. That's why God's giving you this. Because if I knew, I knew anyone that needed to break this open, they needed to be faithful. They needed to be full of faith until what they saw was finished. They want to win a name amongst the mighty. To endure. Some of you, the enemy knows that you, 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 he knows how to get you to quit. 
but you have to wrestle that out of his hands. Is this too sober? Should I get more preachy? Is this too? I just feel like we're activating something. I want you to know you're going to have to wrestle out of his hands what he's been using against you. I love the scripture. It says the Bible says that I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm writing to you to, to remind you of the common salvation. That you should contend earnestly. Someone say contend earnestly. Contend earnestly for the faith. If you want to be faithful, you got to contend for faith. Because this level of faith that you have now is not enough for the next level. And you've got to wrestle out of the hand of the enemy faith for the next one. I drove by this. Every time I would drive by this building, I sent people and walked this building and said, we want to buy this for, your, for a church. This building right here that I'm preaching in. I said, it needs to be a church. The people I said to, sent to walk through, they didn't have faith for it. 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 Maybe you don't know where I'm preaching. I'm preaching in that building that others didn't have faith for. They didn't have faith for it. They didn't have faith for it. When I sent them in and I said, go get that building, get that building. They say, we don't have faith for it. Pastor Jurgen comes here and he says, we want that building. Men of God said, we have faith for it. And you contended, come on, you wrestled with that faith until you have the building, until you have the space. You've got to wrestle with it. You've got to contend for your next level. You've got to find the Egyptian, the spectacular man that has what you want in its hands. And you've got to contend, wrestle with the faith that you are not letting go until he lets go. Contend earnestly for the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. This tells me that Pastor Jurgen's faith Colin's faith, Pastor Mike's faith, Pastor Charles' faith, Pastor Samuel's faith. Everybody's faith is the same faith. What's the problem? I guess I don't want to be named amongst the mighty. I guess I don't want to be named amongst the mighty because then I would go wrestling. The only difference is they're wrestling at a level that I didn't want to wrestle. Don't blame anyone else for your problem that you don't have what you want. You don't have what you want it's because you're not wrestling at the level you're supposed to wrestle. You're supposed to get it out of the hand of the enemy. Take it. Come on, say it with me. Take it. Take it. Contend earnestly for the faith. Oh, look at Pastor Jurgen. He has so much faith. Look at those guys. They have so much faith. But you can get there too. Put their name up on a board and then name your name there and then start wrestling.
See, the thing that's really important that you, under, you have to understand is that the reason this man wanted to go down with a billy club, I'm sure they had other things, but he wanted to go down with a billy club, is because they're all trying to be named with David. David took down Goliath with a slingshot. You can't go into your next fight well-equipped and be named. You can't, you can't go in. You can't, you can't go in. If you go in with a tank and win, you're not going to be named. And all of these mighty men are fighting to be on that list. Read the whole story. Everyone, there's the 30, there's the three. Everyone's trying to get named amongst them. The whole thing, their whole agenda of the emerge that's happening in them is that they're fighting to get on the same list. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to go down to that guy down there. What are you going to take? Well, I was thinking about a slingshot. You can't take a slingshot. David already took a slingshot. That's just copying. You got to do something that's a little like for you. Well, man. Looking around in the, the arsenal going, gosh, what is, what is like, well, I'll take the billet club. You have to know that there's going to be, you're going to have to look and say, I don't have enough. If you want to be named amongst the mighty. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. God says, you want to be on that list? Go with not enough. Go with not enough. Because <laughs> you're contending for a faith level. And once you own that faith level, it never goes away. That's why you contend for it. You contend for it, you will now operate at that level of faith forever. You contend for another one, you'll operate at that level of faith forever. You contend for it, you operate at that for, forever. So you're not contending for a house, you're contending for the faith to get houses. Once you, well, you're not contending for a miracle, backs being healed, eyes being healed. Once you have that, it's done. It's forever. I've seen people out of wheelchairs, that's not a problem. I have blind eyes open all the time. I have ears open all the time. That's not a problem because once you contend for that level of faith, it happens. You must understand why the enemy's fighting you from the very thing you're called to do. Because once you get that faith, okay, is there anybody that understands? Once you get that level of faith, once you get it, there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing he can do. So he needs to fight you before you get it. And some of you are in the fight of your life because you're going for something that you're going to steal from him. He's going to break. You're going to break a generational curse. You're going to break a curse. You're going to break a curse off of your family. You're fighting something that once you get past that, he can't stop you. Why am I fighting so hard? I see everybody else doing it so easily because they aren't called to it. You are. Some of you, you need to know that you 
There's another man by the name of Shama. He's one of David's mighty men. Now think about again, the whole thing's about the fight to get my name with him. He says that he's, he sees the enemy, the Philistines coming after a little lentil field, little bean patch. He decides to stage himself, settle himself. How many know that's a big faith thing? Everyone else is running away and you're, I feel like that's happened last year, 2020 right here in this. Anyone feel like there was a little shama going on right here at Awaken Church and the news was picking it up and everybody was. Well, why are you fighting over that little bean patch? When you study the name of the location, it was where David killed Goliath. And if you give up that bean patch, you give up legacy. You give up that bean patch, you give up generational blessings. Some of you need to, some of you need to just, come on somebody, some of you need to just, Some of you need to just settle right into your bean patch. It looks like no one else wants to fight for it. No one thinks it's worthy. No one thinks it's a good idea, but someone just needs to, you guys, someone needs to take that and say, this is my land. This is my place. This is my territory. I know you guys are willing to give it up easy, but I'm not giving it up easy. I'm going to fight right here. This, this is where we won before. This is where we're going to win again. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. This is, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Do you know what else the Bible says? The kingdom, the faith is like a mustard seed. Faith is like a mustard seed. When you plant it, it becomes the largest tree. You guys know the story, right? Can, now we always think, well, the faith is like a mustard seed. It's small, which is true. But the fact is faith is like a mustard seed. If it just said it was small, it would be great, but the fact is it runs a long time until it becomes what it was planted for. It's linear, not just a size. Don't give up now. Don't quit right now. Faithful. Faithful. Stay with it. Stay in it. Fight for it. Wrestle in it. Jesus said there's three kinds of faith. There's great faith, which is a faith that extended and became fully what it was. There's, there's little faith, which cuts itself short. It stopped before it reached its full potential. And then he says there's no faith. No faith literally means you didn't even try. How many of you are here saying I'm ready to try? I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have everything. I don't know if I'm equipped for it. I don't know if I'm the best person for it, but I feel like there's something growing on my heart right now for it. I feel like there's something burning on the inside of me for it. I feel like there's something moving on the inside of me for it. All I got is a couple pennies and you're asking me to buy that. All I have is a little tiny thing and you're asking me to do that. All I have is a little moment and you're asking me to do this. I don't know what it is, God, but there's something burning on the inside of me. There's something burning in my heart. There's something burning on my heart. There's something burning on my heart. 
the gentleman I invited to be here, he couldn't be here tonight. He's his years ago. He came, he called me and said, Tracy, I want you to come and pray for me. I want to, I need something from you. I said, what is it? He says, I need you to pray into me of the lion heart. I said, okay. This gentleman was throwing up before every sales call. He was so afraid, so intimidated, but he was called to be a wealth creator, but he couldn't do it because he was so intimidated. I flew down to his house, I laid hands on him, and I said, I release to you the lion heart. His wife says, and she still says to this day, this is almost 15 years ago. She says that day he changed. Something hit him, a boldness hit him. Within two months, he said, I want to buy the business that I'm working for. $50 million business from a salesperson who was thrown up. Within one year, he was owning that, he owned that business. He has now gone and bought six, seven other businesses because he received a lion heart. Because he received a lion heart. This is not just some simple little thing. We're going to have a nice little, nice little title for our next event. This is the season of impartation of a lion heart. But I don't have a lion heart yet, but there's an impartation for the lion heart. He didn't have a lion heart. He was thrown up. There was an impartation for the lion heart. And I'm telling you, we're here to start the impartation tonight. And it's going to carry on until next year when you come together in your event or whenever the event is, you're going to come right in it. And 5,000 plus men are going to come together. And there's going to be an impartation of a lion heart that's going to drive the nation to another level. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.